Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast. Uh, today, man, I'm super excited. First, I got to get say hey to the sponsors first. Shout out to Nobles Networking, Williams Tire, all the corporate sponsors, Red Circle, put some money in my pocket. Uh, thank all y'all, corporate, just anybody, little, big, whatever. I just fucking like the money, and I like you guys for uh, giving it to me. Uh, today is one of the shows I, I've been waiting on this fucking all week it kind of came out about randomly somebody tagged me in one of his videos over the weekend but i've been following this dude for the past couple of years on social media this dude if you think i have a smart ass fucking mouth and you think i'm funny this guy is gonna make you piss your pants laughing uh every call co- uh, every golf guy that i play with they fucking wish they were sitting here right now. I've been bragging about this shit all week, dude. Mr. Alex Morrison, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Doing good. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing a whole lot better. I got a glass of whiskey sitting in my hand. I'm getting a free stand-up show right now because you're sitting in front of me. Uh, dude, this is epic. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm happy to be here, man. Happy to be here. Yeah, I told one of my buddies who – I don't know how your friends are with your comedy – but, like, my friends have known me for so long, they don't listen to, like, half the shows because they're like, we know what the fuck you're going to say. So, <laughs> but I've told, like, one guy in particular, and he about broke his fucking neck to get here today. He's like, I'm taking off work, all this shit. I just want to hear him fucking just go ham. And, uh, and then the stupid Oh, yeah. Then he didn't show up, so fuck him. Um, <laughs> pretty sure his old lady told him he couldn't. Uh, oh, well, well, let's start off like this, Alex. Uh, what? Got you in to doing the videos, which led to you know doing you know stand up comedy. Now, I'm gonna tell you what got me into it. Uh, working at a job I hate with people I can't stand for money I can't fucking live on. That's what got me into it, dude. <laughs> I I had to find a way to complain, dude, and this was it. This was it. Making the videos. What were you doing before? Like, what was your what was your nine to five? Uh, it, it it was it was more like a 24-hour job, but I worked for John Deere for years, and before that, I worked for Kubota. So I've been in a tractor dealership most of my life. That's what I did. I wake up and go in there and breathe black smoke and Marlboro Reds and marijuana and whiskey at nighttime, you know? That's just I did it. <laughs> Me and you are fucking hanging out. I don't care if I'm driving 10 hours of Florida uh, just the marijuana and whiskey. You got me, bro. I'm, yeah, I'm down for this fucking party. I'm telling you right <laughs> now. Hell yeah. What was, what was your ver- first video that kind of got you noticed? All right. So how I really got started off was a, a, a guy named Dustin Sims. who's huge now. Uh, I do, I open up shows for him. I contacted him in 2018 when I was making videos and like 14 to 27 people were watching them and they all lived in my hometown and wished I would really quit making fucking videos. <laughs> but uh, I said, man, look, will you share one of my videos if I make it? He said, yeah, dude, you go home and write a good one. I'll share it for you. So I wrote one about buying a Harley Davidson motorcycle. And I mean, it was balls to the wall it was meth fest absolutely insane and he shared it and he got eight hundred thousand views and i was like is that good and he's like dude that's great (laughs) so that's how i started man that was it did you just always it's like i don't know for me 
when I started doing the social media shit. Like, I don't know how old you are. I'm 33. What about you? 31. Okay. So we're a little bit behind the eight ball when it comes yeah. to age and shit on this. But I saw all the like the younger generation, and I saw the money they was making and how fucking stupid they looked. And then I thought, you know what? I'm a little older, a little more educated. I got some experience, some actual life experience. Yeah. I think I can say some shit that other people want to want to hear. Is that kind of what what it was was you too? Oh yeah, man, dude. It, I've been through it, man. So if those kids can get on there with, you know, their their parents' sailboat and sperry's that their mama bought them dude i can definitely get on there and sling some jokes all the shit i've been through dude no problem you know <laughs> what's been your favorite video so far my favorite ones to do have always been my fourth of july videos man i mean getting out there burning the wheels off my truck blowing the clutch out on my motorcycle shooting tannerite you know just just half lit the whole damn day just fucking shit up, man. I love it. I love 4th of July. I'm super patriotic. So that, that for me, you know, is a, is a good day. I'm guessing you're not a liberal then. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and that gets me in a lot of fucking trouble. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, obviously. the By the way, the name of my show is Politics, Religion, and Whiskey because I got fired from country radio. I named it for all the shit I got fired for. <laughs> yeah yeah so that's about right so i mean and that's the great thing about having a podcast though is you literally can talk about whatever you want to and your fan base is there it's not like getting blasted and you know some liberals face and be like oh i hate this well fucking don't listen to it my guy right right like, don't fucking listen to it uh no i dig I, I dig a lot of shit that you do especially like when you just go off roasting ass people Oh, yeah. That's my favorite shit in the world. Oh, yeah. I spread hate and hostility like grand bags in the ghetto, dude. God, I love it, dude. (laughs) You are the guy that everybody – well, my friend base anyway. I can just picture fucking playing 18 holes of golf, drinking fucking a case of beer, and uh, taking a couple stops for other recreational things. And, uh, like, just having the fucking time of your life doing nothing but playing golf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, man, believe it or not, I used to – I went to uh, turf mechanic school when I was younger. I used to go around a golf course all the time, picking up trash and filling up water jugs, and that's all I did. I didn't play much golf, but I got fucked up out there. <laughs> <laughs> what, the part of the- what is, uh, like, your stand-up now, by the way? Like, I'm, it, it really makes me happy when I see folks like you that started off doing videos – and yeah. then uh, you progress in the stand-up. What's stand-up world like? I love it, man. I like to go out there, but, um, you know, it's real good, and, and Dustin lets me get away with a lot of stuff I, I like to do, and tonight I'll go to a place uh, called Swamp Grass Willies, and they'll let me get away with what I want to do. But I run into a lot of obstacles with my comedy, uh, you know, where people are like, look, you know, you can't come back, or, you know, we don't we don't want you here. And I really, I really tell them I think I'm about – 150 miles too far south is the main problem you know what i'm saying <laughs> i ain't got so far down in florida that i'm uh if i got up in the middle of it i think i'd do great you know you, you need but, to you need to come to georgia alabama tennessee yeah uh, i think i think you what's some of the shit that you kept backlash for though uh a lot of my jokes are like uh 
I got kicked out of a mic the other night for telling somebody that my granddad wouldn't pick up turtles, but he'd pick up hitchhikers. And I asked him why, and he said, well, I can't fuck a turtle. And it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they told me, they told me that it was, it was psychotic and I couldn't come back. They, they said, if you're going to do a dirty line here, you got to do two clean lines. And I was like, yeah, get fucked. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Richard Pryor would have told him, them to suck his big black dick on stage. <laughs> you damn right, dude. He would have told them to eat shit and die choking, wouldn't he? He would. Fucking, I hate, like, I hate how sensitive. If you go to a comedy club, you should know walking into a comedy club, you're going to hear shit that riles you up. Yeah. Uh, and, like, you should be okay with that. You should, like, give permission as you're walking through the door. I'm leaving all my sensitive snowflake-ass shit behind me, and I'm just fixing yeah. to come just let loose and understand it's just a joke. Yeah, you know, leave your pussy in the cup holder. You know what I'm saying? We're about to say some offensive shit. And that's the way it, that's the way it is. But, I mean, I don't, I don't do race. I don't uh, get up there and do a whole bunch of politics. I do a little bit, but I mean, you know, for me to tell somebody about all the stuff that's happened in my life and then them be like, you know, you can't say this. You're exactly right, man. Get fucked. You know, I don't care. <laughs> I won't come back then. <laughs> no, that, that's why, I mean, making the, and even now like TikTok or whatever else, they're trying to censor every fucking thing. You can't make, if you're not kissing some liberal's ass, or right. just the far left, they're like, oh no, we're gonna we're gonna block this guy. We're gonna take money out of his pocket. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I tell you what, I I got a hundred and five thousand people on Facebook, and I've never been able to monetize the fucking thing because the shit I say. <laughs> but I keep them people entertained, man. I keep them entertained, and uh, I say what I want to say when I want to say it. But you're right, man. The the days of when I started. Uh, in 2018, getting three, six, eight hundred thousand views, a million views—that's long gone for me. So I, I put it on stage now. You don't want to listen to it on the internet? I'll come yell it in public. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Shit, I'm starting a whole ass. I bought a whole ass studio. I'm recruiting people to do shows and me direct them and everything. Because yeah. podcasting is the last full-blown freedom of speech. Uh, I had a sponsor today, dude. I can't even remember which one it was. I'd have to go back and look. But even the name of their company sounded like liberal pussies. Like that, okay. I, I don't even know what it was. But because of the amount of downloads and the success of the show, they're like, okay, we don't care. We're going to pay you this to run an ad before. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. Well, then when just know when I get on here and I say, hey, your business sounds like liberal pussies, <laughs> you know, shout out to you. Yeah. No, you I need one. You need one, dude. Exactly. I, I appreciate the shout out. I'm going to go buy guns and bullets with this money. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I do. I, <laughs> it, if it ain't something that gets me drunk, fucks me, or feeds me, I really could care less about it. You're damn right. <laughs> That's where most of my money goes to. That's right, man. If it ain't fast or fuckable, we tie a leash around that son of a bitch and run deer with it. You ain't fucking lying, dude. I have said time and time again, men are conditioned from birth that we only love things that have potential of ruining our lives or killing us. And, <laughs> and you know what? I'm fucking fine with it. And it just so happens that pussy has been the biggest ruiner of my life since I was 17. Every decision that I have made as an adult has been wrapped around pussy in one way or another. 
Damn right, man. My ex-wife, she ran off and left me for a German Shepherd and a jar of peanut butter. They're married with kids now. Uh, I, I, bet that, that. <laughs> I bet that's a cute racist family. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. Uh, I would like to uh, – I just wish, like, guys like you, we had uh, we had Ginger Billy on the show about, oh, two, yeah. about two months ago, Adam. He's fucking hilarious. He's cool. He stays away from all the stuff. He's he's pretty PG, um, but he does very very well at what he does. He's very creative and everything. He's um, hilarious. He's yeah, a he, hilarious he's, guy. Yeah, I like the fuck out of him. And uh, me and him were talking, and we were having like these conversations about how he kind of has to stray away from some of the things he wants to say because people just get so butt hurt. And when he told me that, I was thinking to myself. You are literally the nicest fucking redneck there's ever been, <laughs> ever. How can anybody fuck with you? So I, I hate to see somebody like you that pushes the envelope because there's no way in hell I could do stand-up comedy. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not smooth enough. My delivery wouldn't be good enough. Now, if you want to get drunk in the parking lot or sit there at the table and talk yeah. shit back and forth, I can talk shit all day. But actually yeah. writing out bits and shit, I know how hard it is because I've I've tried and be like, oh, no, I'm leaving this to the fucking professionals. Um, do you write all of your own stuff or do are, yeah. are... – I'm not off the off the rip, man. I, I see a lot of guys that are, and that's great, but I spend a ton of time. Even my videos are all written out. I, I write everything out, and I make sure it's perfect before I say it. You know, Now, I mean, if you – you know, like uh, some of my stories and stuff, like I'll record stuff and say shit. And I don't write them out, but my stand-up, I, I practice it a lot. Like, before I go to these shows, I've been to, you know, 30 open mics planning on saying this same shit. So when I get out there and there's, you know, 250 uh, some odd people in a room, I don't fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, yeah, I can catch myself a little bit, but I want it to hit. Like, I, I do two or three lines and a punchline, and I, it's that way all the way out. And that's the way I do it, man. Did COVID fuck you at all? No, not down here. Mm -mm. Y'all never quit going to comedy clubs or anything? <laughs> no, we ain't wear a fucking mask in there. Man, man. I fucking <laughs> – y'all literally are the trashiest goddamn state, and I fucking love it. <laughs> it is the asshole of America. Everybody thinks Alabama – I hate the state of Alabama. I yeah. hate everything fucking about the state of Alabama. But how people don't think Florida is the trashiest goddamn place on earth, I don't know. I, you know, I've seen some people wear masks, dude. Don't get me wrong, like when it first started, but it when it first started, hell, I thought the world was going in. You know, we we're I all think just everybody watching. did. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but then once I figured out, I was like, hey, you know, we're gonna be all right. Shit, we were going in the clubs. I still don't wear them in the clubs, man. I'm not wearing that fucking shit. No. You hear, like, uh, I'm a big follower of, like, Joe Rogan. Like, he's, like, yeah. fucking king dick to me on, yeah. on this stuff. And uh, I've been real surprised by the precautions, like, they've took mm -hmm. at, at, at everything. Uh, has there been any kind of precautions and anything that you see, like, at the clubs as far as, like, the, the guests coming in? Oh, yeah, they tell you you got to wear all that stuff and they'll get on you if you don't. But, uh, you know, there's places you can go and you can't go. And basically down here, how they do it is, man, they'll kick a fucking window open and say it's an open bar. You know what I'm saying? They'll say it's an open air bar. Here we go. Everybody, you got 200 people in an open air bar down here. Fucking love Florida. Yeah, dude. Loopholes. Loopholes everywhere. <laughs> That's like that deal with, uh, if you ever see free range chicken, 
all you got to have for a chicken to be considered free range is 10 foot of fence that's outside the chicken house just for them yep. to go outside if they want to that's considered a free range chicken <laughs> i imagine whoever came up with that rule was from fucking south florida oh yeah from man. right from yeah. smack dab at Osceola. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, me and my granddaddy went down there one time he was looking for an rv and i remember getting down there and i felt the farther middle i got to florida like the deep yeah. ass middle of florida the more undereducated people got and i didn't know what it was like it just i, I feel like people were just like oh we're dumbasses. we're gonna move to central florida it's a good idea <laughs> that's cow country all through there man don't, people don't know it but i believe florida's number four in cattle believe it or not if you get up going through the middle of florida if it ain't got horns or tits nobody gives a shit about it you know what i'm saying <laughs> or if you can't or if you can put it in a pipe you know if you can put it in a pipe out there they care about it too <laughs> have they legalized weed in florida yet oh yeah man at these shows they'll have people that come around and deliver the shit if you got the the medical card that they'll uh, they'll bring it to you. It's like a Uber Eats app except marijuana, you know. I got to move to Florida. I don't <laughs> think I've ever said that before. Uh, yeah. I, I live in Georgia, and we're still like trying to figure out like fucking all kind of just dumb shit. Like, why can't we just do the drugs we want to do? Drink right. what we want to drink. You just don't pull us over on the way home if we fuck up. It's our fault. That's the problem, man. That was the problem with me in Mississippi, man. I think me and Mississippi could have got along a lot longer, but uh, but, but you know when when they put me in jail over and over again for fucking smoking joints and bowls and damn, they got they got point eight grams of marijuana out there and they done put it in a bag and called it in proximity of a firearm. I'm like, man, good God Almighty, dude, what the fuck? How many times in Mississippi have you been locked up for weed? Four times, man. Four, I lost my driver's license twice for fucking smoking marijuana, which is ridiculous, man. It is fucking ridiculous. I never, growing up, I thought it was bad. Like, yeah. all through high school, everything never touched it, probably until the past three years. But uh, I'm a big advocate of mental health, uh, like working with people on their mental health issues and everything. Right. And every single fucking study that you see on marijuana – and the effects that it has on your brain and your is everything else. How it is still illegal and how they criminalize it is a fucking joke. Like there's there's yeah. no sense. But you would rather us take opioids that are going to fucking have us addicted to sucking dick for fucking oxycotton, right? Then give us some marijuana. Hey, exactly. You're out there selling uh pit bulls and pain pills and cordless drills, or you could just smoke weed. And my back is shattered. So for me, you know, I, I L4 and L5 ain't enough fluid in between my disc. So uh for me, it it's uh it's a good thing and uh it, it works out. Like you said, man, they'd rather have everybody it's just like the biggest distribution for uh opioids ever was in West Virginia. It, it far exceeds the population. It was all about money and finding people that uh they could get hooked on it, which I'm not trying to talk bad about anybody from West Virginia. I'm just saying that it was really a setup from the beginning, you know? Yeah. When they started doing these pain clinics, it, right. it was, it was a joke. Like, Oh, um, I've got fucking tennis elbow elbow. Oh, here you go. Here's Oxycontin. Yeah. Like why you got a headache? Oh, here's Oxycontin. Yeah. Here's a little morphine on the side dude, just to help you get real fucking addicted. Yeah. Right. Big pharma is just a joke. Like it, 
And uh, I'm diving into this stuff right now. I don't know if you've seen it. I've never done hallucinogenics. I'm scared right. fucking shitless of them. Um, but there are so many studies out now that say that hallucinogenics repair brain damage. Yeah. And there's a lot of pro athletes that are doing them now, like, and then they come back and they're 10 times better. And it's like yeah. the government just does not want us to know that all this stuff that they can't tax yeah. is so good for you. Oh, anything you can grow in your backyard, they're damn sure not going to tell you is good for you. They, they, they'll never fucking do it. You know, and, and it's a bunch of bullshit, man. I, I don't see anything wrong with hallucinogenics, man. I think that, you know, that was like taking a trip without leaving the farm back home. Shit, wasn't nothing else to do. <laughs> well, I wouldn't recommend you driving your fucking car and doing it, you know, but if you go off in a pasture by yourself and, you know, throw your keys off in the woods, you ought to be all right. You'll be all right in two or three days anyway. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't have nothing to do in the next two or three days. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're a special kind of stupid, though, if you say to yourself, hey, I'm going to take hallucinogenics and drive, though. That's nah. You're a special kind of fucking stupid. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I, I'd i take a good buddy that's, that's sober with me to do something like that, you know, because it's, <laughs> it's a trip. Ain't no doubt about it, you know. Uh, you, next thing you know, you're buying $40 worth of chocolate milk and candy. You got dirt <laughs> on your fingernails, a black eye and a condom hanging out of your ass. You know what I'm saying? Like shit hit the fan. You got to be careful. You just made me where I don't want to do hallucinogenics. <laughs> you had me till condom hanging out of my ass. <laughs> I just found out it's funny that you say that, and I don't know how the fuck I'm going to wrap it around to this. Uh, this is where I get called a homophobe right here, and I don't. I love the gays. I yeah. just found out today from a video that I had posted like on TikTok that I have a huge like gay following. I already knew yeah. I was like king of the lesbians. Like I'm in a lesbian wedding coming up. I, I love uh, – I, I love somebody who loves the same thing I do. So it's like, yeah, I understand, go. bitch. Go for it. It's just a great, great thing. But yeah. um, so like I made this video, like congratulating them earlier. And I was trying to make a joke, but it obviously got took the wrong way real quick. So like yeah. I had said, and uh, just so you all know, I love you homos. And uh, I'm just learning this whole gay thing. So I don't know where that line is yet. So let yeah. me know if this is too far. If you can't say homo, let me know. And, yeah. uh, and then I cut the video off, and I was like, if anybody doesn't like y'all, just tell them to kiss your fat ass. And for the record, I said fat, not fat. And I cut <laughs> it off where it didn't say F-A-G. It just said F-A. And yeah. uh, no, no, I, I, there's some people that literally got butt hurt if they wasn't already used to that. Right. Yeah, man, uh, it, nowadays it's hard to say anything without pissing somebody off I, if i can just piss two or three people off in a room every night i'm fine with it you know <laughs> I, I, I think your comedy's gotta be better if you're pissing somebody off though. yeah yeah man yeah I, I enjoy it matter of fact like if i go somewhere and i see that I, i've got a chance to you know like sometimes you go to these mics around here and if you're just testing out material you might have to wait like an hour or so before you go up but you're in a huge room and uh, if I see the opportunity to really run it in the ground, you bet your ass I'm going to fucking take it. You know what I'm saying? You're my <laughs> fucking guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have people trying to uh, trying to fight afterwards. You know what I'm <laughs> so I turned into Roadhouse. <laughs> Dalton, baby. Mm -hmm. uh, man, that, but that's the way I think comedy used to be. Like, I think back, my, my three favorites of all time is prior one Chappelle's one yeah. a or one B, whatever it will be. And then eighties, um, Eddie Murphy. I, I love Richard Pryor. 
I love Rodney Dangerfield. I love early Robin Williams when he was still oh on hell drugs. yeah yeah Robin Williams when he was still on drugs was 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 great and his his later work was still good when he was sober too. If we're talking about new comedy, obviously Chappelle, and then definitely uh, you know even though he's passed away, uh, Greg Giraldo was always one of my favorites when it comes to talking sh- really educated shit, you know. He was actually in law. I believe he was a lawyer before he got into comedy. So he was extremely educated uh, when it came to ripping somebody a new asshole, for sure. And uh, that that's the kind of comedy I like, man. And I get it that, that the world's changed, but not really, dude. If, if you sit down and think about it, you know, them limiting everything you say on social media and TikTok, like what you're talking about, it's not the real world. There's people that are dying crossing the border. Israel's a shit show. There's people that follow me that are deployed in other countries. They don't want to hear PG-13 comedy when they're out there and people are getting shot in the fucking head. You know what I'm saying? They need something to make them fucking laugh. Keep the ball fucking rolling. You know what I'm saying? Not some some pussy-ass shit, but, uh, you know, that's just my point of view. And I may not go really far saying that, but I'll always be myself. See, I I think that's where the people like you are going to go far, though, because if people were to use their educated ass brains, these folks that that fuss and bitch and say, oh, comedy is this now. You can't say that. You can't say this. Well, think about it. Think about when Pryor was around. Pryor was big 60s to to 80s and then like his downfall because of coke and burning and sass up and all this other stuff. But the civil rights rights movement was literally 20 10 years or whatever it would have been right before that. So you would think that times were more, you know, irritable back then than they are now. It's not that I think that the people that came from that generation are so fucking tough that they probably love sitting there listening to you. And I think that the people that uh, do serve overseas and the people that have a fucking backbone love listening to you and your kind of comedy It's the folks that think that right now this world is so fucking bad that are so soft, like, oh, I can't take a joke. Yeah. Bitch, take one. Like, not everybody has to agree yeah. with you. Exactly. No, man, and I mean, they, they'll, you know, they just talk so much shit no matter what you do, even at the shows, you know, people. Down here, man, there's places I can't go, you know, and I have really hadn't done that much comedy, but they're like, uh, you know, you can't, you can't go here. You can't do this. You got this show canceled. I'm like, dude, I'm going to say what I want to say. And I, I, you know, I understand that you grew up down here with your, your parents buying you fucking brand new shoes and playing fucking basketball. But I grew up shooting fucking shotgun shells and malt liquor and smoking Newports. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about what you can and can't say. You know what I'm talking about? Like I'm uh, gonna do, I'll do what I want to fucking do. <laughs> you should be able to though. It's fucking America. I, I, what I can't stand is how. Did we get to the place to where one side's opinion matters more than the other side's opinion? We were raised like a couple of good old boys. What makes what makes us fucking happy is different than what makes a soft ass motherfucker from the city happy. Right. We didn't grow up. I I just didn't grow up in a concrete jungle, man. I I just didn't, you know. And uh, it's it's extremely different. The jokes are different. The way they view shit is different, and that's fine, man. I, I I will sit there and listen to your comedy. I will listen to you talk about shit that enrages me and I will clap when you get done. 
But when I get on that fucking stage, I expect you to do the same motherfucking thing for me. You know, I can I can deal with it. You know, I'll listen to you and, and you say whatever you want, but give me the same respect, man, you know? See, they wasn't raised like that. Me and you were. Because, uh, right. like I said, some people want to knock the South and how we were raised. But one thing we got over anywhere else in this fucking country, we were raised with manners. And we right. were raised to treat a, uh, a man how they treat you. So, if I don't know you, even if you're different than me, I'm going to show you respect until you don't show me respect. Right. Now, once you don't show me respect, all right, your ass is fucked. Yeah. I, yeah. You, I, are, that, that, you are roasted. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's it. Like, I'm going to talk shit to you. Yeah. There's, there's no way around it. And the thing is, I think a lot of these guys uh, in comedy and everything else are women. I think they complain because they can't talk shit back. Right. I think I think even as you, you know, you're you're getting your foot in the door with, with comedy and everything, yeah. with your shit talking abilities. Yeah. I think if you were to put and get put in front of some liberal fucking person, yeah, and they were to say something, oh, you demolish them. They're scared oh, yeah. to get in the same room with you. They don't talk, man. I, I've had uh, I've had one motherfucker talk uh, the whole time I've got on stage, but the material you can tell when I talk that it would be a dumbass idea to try to heckle me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, this shit, I will fu I'll say shit. We won't never be able to do comedy here again. We're going to fight in the parking lot. I will fuck this thing up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God, I don't, I don't care, man, because I, I want to say what I got to say, and if you'll sit there and listen, I appreciate it, and if you don't want to, then I, I, this is the only job I got, so I'm okay with a couple of days in jail. You know what I'm saying? It'll only make you bigger. That's right. That's right. That's the way it was being a mechanic, man. I was a mechanic for 14 years. You got paid by how many charges you had, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, they, they don't realize like, uh, I'm a big Howard Stern guy. I don't know if you ever seen the movie private parts is, a uh, the movie they did about his life. It, yeah, if you, I had not, I watch it though. Yeah. You need to watch it. There's a, there's a thing in his movie and it, regardless, it was, when I was working in radio or what I'm doing now is one of the best lines ever. And, uh, Howard, they're thinking he's thinking he's about to get fired. He gets called to this meeting and he had just said some bullshit. Like he had just did some hardcore shouldn't be on public radio bullshit in the nineties. And anyway, <laughs> the producer comes up to him and he's like, he's fixing to fire him. Well, then all of a sudden the person in charge of advertising comes up and the advertisement's like, Hey, hold on before you fire him. We might have lost six sponsors today, but we gained fucking 10 new ones. And then they were like, okay, we got to figure out why. So they did a poll and they asked people. Howard Stern's show was on for four hours a day at the time. And um, it was where they asked the, uh, the average Howard Stern listener that liked him listened for an hour and a half every day. When they asked him why, when they asked them why, it was because they wanted to see the common response was, I want to see what he's going to say next. Well, the average Howard Stern hater would listen for damn near three hours a day. And when they asked him why, common response was, I want to see what he's going to say next. Our haters listen to us and make us more money than fucking the people that actually like us because they're waiting yeah. on us to fuck up, say something or whatever. So, boo-boo, keep listening. Keep listening. Keep sponsoring the yeah. show. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the more oh, people yeah, you man. piss off, the more money you're going to make. That's right. 
that's that's the way it is, dude. You got to keep going. That's why I keep telling myself. And what Robin Williams said, uh, comedy is not hard. It's figuring out what the fuck to say next is the hard part, you know? <laughs> Coming up with the fucking material. And, uh, you know, I have to be myself, like you just said. I, I can't worry about a hater. You know, if this pisses somebody off, good. You know, because it's coming out of my head. I write it down on a piece of paper and say it. That's the truth, man. I, I'm I'm happy to hear that. Joe, Joe Rogan's got a great line. And it's uh, because Joe Rogan's fucking liberal. Like, I love Joe Rogan, but he's not conservative. He's got I, – I don't consider myself, myself conservative anymore either. I'm an independent. I'm done with being put into a fucking box when it comes to politics. If I trust you, I trust you. If I don't, go fuck right. yourself. Um. But he says something, and exactly. I, I've started doing it, and it works so much better for my mental health and everything. He, he says that if you believe in what you're posting, whether it's a podcast, a video, or a joke, whatever it is, say it with all you got, and then do not read the comments on it on social media. If you believe in what you're doing, put it out there and just let it be. Do not read your fucking comments. The thing that kills a bunch of us is we will go back and we'll look through them comments and we'll be blind to 80% that were positive, but those 20% will focus on and then we'll be like, you know what? I, I got to change a little bit. Well, those 20% are going to fucking hate you regardless. That 80% is the part that you need to make happy so you can keep moving forward and keep building your career. Exactly, man. I, and it really, if you go through there, man, and, and you know, I'm sure you, you have the same thing too. If you look at that 10, 15, 20%, whatever it is, it really fucks with your head. You're like, man, dude, that is some, you know, somebody sat down and spent some time saying some hateful shit and, and you wish you could beat the hell out of them. You know, like I've told people before, I was like, just send me an address. I'll buy a plane ticket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, it, it'll, it'll fuck with you. Uh, so I try just to keep my mind on making the next video and trying to do the best work I possibly can for those 80%, the people that I know will stick by my side no matter what. And that's who I'm here to entertain. Yeah, man, that those few people to take their time to actually comment and say some bullshit to folks like you, they're probably miserable. They yeah. probably have no platform whatsoever. They think their voice is not heard. If they were somebody with a uh, with a credible following, then they would know not to post on your account for the simple reason to where, hey, if I post some negative shit on this account he's and it's 80% good, well, that 80% is going to attack my point of view on my following. So usually it's just trolls and stupid fuckers that don't even matter. So it's just like, you know what? Fuck these people. I'm just going to do me. And if they don't like it, don't fucking listen. Exactly, man. Exactly. That's the way I look at it. Fuck them. You know, it, it, the only thing that, that I hate is when people get so mad that they report all the shit Ugh. and then it gets taken down. You know, like it, that's why I quit. I quit with the comment. You know, used to, I would take it as an opportunity and practice, you know, just to blast people. I just go down through there and just, just get in wars with them. But then I found out, I, I was like, dude, this is the wrong way because all these people got to do is press report on all my shit and they'll take my whole damn page down, you know? So you got to be careful with it. You know, you got to gotta be careful with that aspect of it. Yeah, clapping back don't do good for nobody. I, I have not heard a story from a single person on any social media platform that I've interviewed 
or anything else. And they're like, oh, yeah, this one time this guy called me uh, racist or whatever they called me, and I clapped back at him, and uh, it went well. Like he he decided I wasn't a racist after I clapped. Back. <laughs> you know, like it, it it was very good. It was we we both you know we came to a mutual understanding. That shit don't ever happen. It ain't ever gonna happen. Um, there those people, but also too, dude, those people aren't coming to buy tickets to your show. They're not downloading mine. No. You know, fuck them. If they want to have that opinion, they are allowed to have that opinion. But your opinion don't mean more to mine. And if you think that you just commenting and reporting and stuff is going to get you what you want out of life, then you're a sad, sad individual that's probably never had no ass in their life. Luckily, folks like me and you, uh, you know, we probably had a good yeah. run. You know, I, I feel bad for some of these yeah. people. I know, man. I know, man. I, I hate that, that they got to live that life every day, but somebody's got to do it. You know, couldn't have happened to a better person. That's exactly how <laughs> That's the fuck I feel. It is. That is exactly how I feel most of the time. Um, do you, uh, what's some shows and stuff you've got coming up? Let's talk about, uh, some things you've got coming up to kind of push some people towards. Yeah, man. Uh, in, in these shows, you, you know, you had to contact Dustin Sims to uh to get tickets to them but i'll tell y'all where i'm gonna open at and then i'll tell you where it, so opening i'll do 15 minutes and then the other show I'll, I'll tell you here we go so columbia south carolina 529 and 530 you can go to dustin sims his comedy page and i'll be there i'll be opening at that one then down here uh Seven eight, seven nine, seven ten, and seven eleven. I'll be in Florida, and I'll do thirty minutes at those shows. And then the one that I'm most excited about, uh, eight twenty five. I'll be at uh, opening at Zanies in Nashville. So that, oh, that's that cool. I'm, I'm super pumped. What uh, what do you got yeah. going on it, June the seventh through the eleventh? Or did you or did you list those dates? Uh, no, June 10th, I have a, a show here, but uh, but the, those other days, I'm good. Man, I'll go tell you. This is an open-ass invite. Don't think I'm a yeah. creeper or fucking nothing. But No, absolutely. Me and a girl named Kylie Strickland that's got about a million followers, Kate Stinson that's got a million plus, conservative Anthony who's around your uh, – close to around where you are probably, um, and then Flawless Lawless, another conservative okay. – uh, and some musicians from Nashville that uh, that yeah. write music. We're all going to be in Destin, like for a whole week, recording some shows. Really, getting fucked up playing golf. We got somebody coming down with a forty-two foot yeah. boat to take us out, feet, uh, free go fishing and all kind of shit, and just get hammered and hopefully, you know, do some bad yeah. shit while we're there. Um, if you ain't got shit going on, yeah. dude, you you come party with us for a I'll day. I'll drive up there. Yeah. Uh, that know, would be fucking badass, man. man. Man, we'd love to have you. Um, I, I don't know, like your marital situation. Now I'm thinking about it. Married kids, what you got? Uh, I have a girlfriend. Okay. I got a girlfriend. I don't have no kids, man. Okay. Never never had kids. Well, I don't know whether you'd want to bring your girlfriend with you to Destin. I don't know how uh, <laughs> how that works. But, hey, bring her. Bring sand to the beach. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Oh, she, she'll party, man. I'm telling you. She she get down like – Four flats now. I'm telling you, she, she she's good as I am. Well, these she's uh, good as I am. She's the, these girls, especially the girl. Well, all of them really. 
everybody going with this has got like a million plus on their TikTok following and everything. And we're really just getting together for a whole week, just drinking. Uh, we're go- I'm bringing all the podcast equipment down there to record at the Airbnb, to chill, um, just to create content. Um, I, I believe yeah. like creativity drives creativity. So even like somebody with you, you'd be fucking essential. You would fucking yeah. We could. I promise, me and you sit down, bottle of whiskey, and maybe some other extra uh, curricular things. And uh, yeah, man, I'll help you write some jokes. Well, what is a good? Look at the good bits. I, I've uh, I had took many a big girl home that I got some good stories about. Oh man, I got that. I got them big girl jokes now. I get those do great on stage, depending on the room. <laughs> you, know what I'm you, you probably I don't can't... know if you go to Golden Corral, I wouldn't tell them. But... See, we love our big <laughs> girls right here. I, I, I always say that a big girl can suck the chrome off a trailer hitch, and uh, you ain't had head till you had oh, head just... from a big girl. You damn right, though. Big girl suck star to Harley Davidson, you know. <laughs> <laughs> See, this, this is why you got to be around fucking other people, uh, especially in my shoes. Is like, you're fucking funnier than me. I'm usually the funniest person in the room. Then I get around somebody like you, and it's like, oh goddamn, I'm not that funny anymore. No, dude, that's just hanging around all them people, all them old men in them shops, dude. All them old men in them shops. And I worked with a man one time. His name was Mr. Charlie. I told him, I said, man, it thing's gonna fall on your head he said you know what happened if my head got cracked open nothing but a bunch of pussies would fall out because that's all that's on my mind <laughs> i said man come on dude old man got the best goddamn yeah. stories ever man i can't i'm I, telling I, you dude i just hope i remember when i get to be an old fucker half the experiences i've been through i don't know how good that's <laughs> gonna go at this point right now <laughs> Hey, if, if you ever get a chance, it definitely helped me doing comedy. Like working with those old guys and stuff, man, every day. I mean, they had like 40 years of stories every day. They would just fire that shit off. And if they weren't, they would create them on the fly. You know, I mean, it was always bullshit. You know, we're working in a tractor dealership that was in front of Section 8 housing. There were bullet holes in the fucking wall. The place was just a, a gold mine for comedy. You know what I'm saying? It's a gold mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm just literally sitting here thinking about what it's got to be like living in lower income housing and looking across the street. There's a goddamn 500,000 John Deere and some white boys out there just laughing, fucking pointing in the other way, thinking that the second round of slavery is on the way. <laughs> Uh, the whole street would sit out there every day and they would watch us work, man. It, it felt like we were, it, it felt like we were just about to catch on fire. It was so hot outside, just pouring sweat. And you look across there and somebody's, somebody's stringing up cane poles about to go fishing. You know what I'm saying? Just watching your ass dying out there, dude. Just watching you die. It's all right. They yeah, out there got- with a crane, got a tire held up. <laughs> they had already got yeah, that check bad. that month. I didn't have to go to work. Oh man, dude. Yeah. Uh I think 76% of our state was drawing a check. So on the first and the 15th, we didn't even leave the dealership. I, I took my lunch up there because you weren't going to eat nowhere without a two-hour wait. <laughs> that shit was ridiculous, man. Well, that, you're Not talking about when you lived in Mississippi, right? 
Yeah, yeah. They say Mississippi is like one of the worst states ever, though. Like, y'all supposed to be like the fattest fucking state there is by far. Oh, man, highest poverty rate, highest obesity rate, and at one point in time is the highest STD rate. If you like being broke, fucking fat chicks, and your dick feeling like you stuck in a hornet's nest, pack your bags. Mississippi's your home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God damn, that sounds like my studio, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell you, rough, man. I tell you what, though, I fucking love Biloxi, though. Yeah. Yep, my mom lives in Daphne now. It's Alabama, but yeah, she goes over there all the time. Yeah, Biloxi is yeah. one of my, my favorite places to go to. Only thing I don't like about Biloxi is you get to see like the tragedy stories of gambling real quick because you've got all the nice casinos, yeah. and then right there in the middle of all the nice casinos is all the broke down ass homes and mm -hmm. everything. And it's like, oh, this is sad. Yeah, man, it's like that down here, too, man. They got that – I don't know how many stories it is, hard rock down here. And then <laughs> then you go – if you drive around it, man, late at night, I mean, they got the they got the bush people out there. You know what I'm saying? They walking through 50-mile-an-hour traffic, stomping on light bulbs, you know, <laughs> playing with their fidget spinner crack pipes. It's, it's serious, man. They're just I hate it, but it, it's true. They're just doing the Christian things to do at the time. That's right. My wife told me, or my girlfriend told me the other day, we're in there uh, and a guy died while we were in the casino. And, you know, it's on a reservation, so that shit doesn't get reported to anybody. And I'm just <coughs> sitting there looking at this guy and there's still, they're still, there's people walking around everywhere. Cocktail waitress is still going. And she turned around and looked at me. She said, it didn't used to be like this, Alex. And I was like, oh, I'm sure once COVID's over, all the Christians will come back. Yeah. You know, like, come on, we're in a casino. You know what I'm saying? It's always been like this. since John. <laughs> they don't give a shit, dude. If you if you in there gambling, I don't know what you play. I play uh, – I usually play this Mississippi stud or I'm at a Texas hold'em table. And uh, yeah. you don't give a fuck about anything in this world besides them cards and that money in front of you. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like uh it's another world, man. You know, don't don't let the marble floor fool you. It's some crazy shit that goes on in there. It's crazy. I can't tell you how many times, man, we've been in Biloxi and just some random woman will walk up to you fine as fuck and just be like, yeah. Hey, you wanna buy me a drink? And I didn't know the first couple times I had been to Biloxi that if a woman Walks up to you and asks, hey, you want to buy me a drink? That it don't mean, hey, you want to buy me a drink? I've had to find out the hard way. And, yeah. Yeah, be like, hey, let's go back up to the bedroom. Let's go back up to your room. And I'm thinking, damn, one fucking Jack and Coke. I'm about to get some pussy. Oh, no, 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 no. There was a whole different price tag on that shit. Uh, luckily, I had been losing all day, and I didn't buy into prostitution at the time. There you go, man. I'm if you go to uh, Philadelphia, Mississippi, them girls up there, they'll sit on your face for two grape sodas and a Newport single. Fucking done with you. Nice <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 Alex, man, uh, I appreciate you coming to the show. The real deal yeah. is a fucking legit offer. If you and your old lady want to come June the 7th yeah. in Destin to be around some other creators um, and some songwriters and some good shit, uh, I would tell you a bunch of wild women, but you're 
probably bringing one with you if you come. So, yeah. Uh, but besides <laughs> that, man, it'll it'll be a good time. Do me a favor if you can post uh, that you was on the show and everything. I'll send you a screenshot yeah. and a link to it. But uh, hey, let's try to do this again in a month or two. This is uh, you're good. You're just yeah, fucking I- good as I thought you were gonna be. You care if I plug my social media real quick? Uh, plug it all, dude. Plug it all. So I'm on um I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat, Alex601 Ross. And then uh I'm on YouTube, Alex Morrison Comedy. And I really appreciate you, man. Thank you, Josh, for having me on here. And uh I definitely I really might drive to Destin because I don't have shit going on that entire month, really, except for one show. Hey, if there ain't enough room, bring you a fucking air mattress, but we're probably gonna be uh up most of the time. Um I will, I will, I promise you, yeah. I'll be hammered. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and Hey, I'm going to go ahead and text you my Snapchat, uh, my personal one. Cause if you actually yeah. be sending some bullshit, I need to hear your bullshit that I ain't heard. Cause if you anything like a bunch of folks, I know yeah. the shit that you don't put out there. It's a hundred goddamn times better than the shit you put out there. And I'm fucking here yeah. for it. I'm fucking, it's on sta- fucking- the, all the stuff that, all the stuff that don't make it to social media, you can find that shit on Snapchat. <laughs> you get it. You get it. Well, man, I appreciate it. Hopefully we'll see you in Destin, brother. Thank you, Josh, man. Thank you so much. Anytime, big guy. And thank all y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. We'll catch you next time.